Hello and welcome to the show that you'd better pay attention to or else. And we'll be dumping our shellfish on your doorstep, rotten. This is the Friday Week. Hello. Welcome to the Friday Week where we open with the historic news that the President of the United States has been impeached by Congress. We cross now to our reporter, Brenda from Bristol. You're joking. Not another one? Meanwhile, in completely separate news, we drop in on one of the weirdest interviews Holly Willoughby has ever had to do. Princess, a fairy lolly, Gunther the Troll and I on the Leprechaun join us now from their home in Seattle. And good morning. It is so lovely to have you here on the show. Welcome. Good morning. Good morrow. Good morning. Good morrow. Good morrow. Uh, so let's start with you first of all, uh, Princess Lolly, if you don't mind. Now, you identify as a full-time fairy. Talking of awkward conversations... Let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Week. My name is Richard Wheatley, and in the virtual studio with me this week, I have Lucy Cunningham. Hello, Lucy. Hello, everyone. Thanks again to Richard for having me on the show. No, it's a pleasure to have you, Lucy. Thank you very much. <laughs> chaos in the studio today. Chaos in the studio today. Yeah, the virtual your week studio, been? very cluttered. How's my week been? Yeah. Well, it's been all yeah, right. We've, yeah, we've very much got the virtual studio. There's, there's a couple of... I think we've probably had like a party last night. I think there's, there seems to be sort of virtual pizza boxes lying around and stuff like that. You yeah, know. virtual beer bottles, Yeah, virtual beer bottles. Not that we drink, obviously. No. Although, why do we have to... Why are we pretending we don't drink on air? I don't know. It just seems it just seems virtuous. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Although I I don't like... think I've ever pretended to be virtuous on this show. No, no, that is possibly a good point. Um, but yeah, let's move on from areas yes. of virtue and go to what? What have you? Well, how's your week been? Uh, yes. So it's been it's been good. It, I I've, I'm very bad at Monopoly Deal. That's what I've discovered. Have you ever played Monopoly Deal? No, what is Monopoly Deal? So it's a card game version of Monopoly. Um, I don't like that sound. What? Yeah, I I would recommend it, but I am okay. bad at it. Um, my flatmate is very good at it. Um, that, so how does it work? So it, you each get five cards. The cards have things like action, pass, go, or Old Kent Road, or money. Um, and then... You sort of play them, pick up more cards, put some cards down in the bank, perhaps. Um, and then people just steal your properties and then you lose. Or How do people alternatively, st- people take the properties and then they win. How do people steal properties? They may have a card that says you can, you're eligible, eligible, except that that's not the word used, to grab someone else's property. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. A... That's, that's a... I remember there was um, I remember playing a junior Monopoly game when I was younger, and uh, there there were two of each color, and there were free free booth cards, which meant that you could uh, take you you just sort of gained ownership of a property uh, on the board, but if you if you owned something and someone took it with a free a free booth, um, then they would just take it off you. But if you owned both of, if you owned the whole set, then they couldn't take it off you. Oh yes, I think was the way it worked. <laughs> well, in Monopoly Deal, same? you can take someone's whole set with a certain card. Um, so oh, I took a me. very pleasing set, uh, complete with a hotel, off of Michael yesterday. I still lost. But it was a moment of of unadulterated pleasure, the like of which I haven't experienced since before the pandemic. How are you at normal monopoly? Uh, I'd say I'm above average. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I've I've got uh, strong strong uh, plays. Yeah. Um, I've got some tactics. Pe- people don't play with me anymore. It's a sad state what? of affairs. 
Sorry, go ahead. I did used to have an... It was an AI kind of thing where you could play against uh, a machine, but it only did two-player AI. Ah, yeah, that's not so good. So it was you versus the machine, and I sort of won very regularly. Can you play oh, regular Monopoly with two people? Not really. No, right. it, does, yeah. it doesn't really work. It's better... I think three it, three works, four is optimum, five is... Too much, is, yeah, do, too much. No, five, I think five, five is okay, six is getting just too crowded. I think it can go on for too long, which is the advantage of Monopoly Deal, which lasts about five to 15 minutes. Right, okay, yeah. yes. So it's over in yeah, a flash, but a lot of misery can be caused. There are some good card games out there, and some, some of them are sort of based on things, but some just, I think there are some great card games you can play with just a uh, deck of cards. There was a great one that um, some family friends taught us la year before last, 2019, end of 2019, we were playing, we were sort of having... Um, no, it was early 2020. We had a sort of a, a gathering when those happened. Um, and this yep, family taught us, taught us this card game where everyone draws a card to start with and you get ranked in order and then you play a round of cards. But uh, the person at the bottom has to give their best card to the person at the top, has to give three of their best cards to the person at the top the person who is second from bottom has to give two of their cards to the person who's second from top, and the person who's third from bottom has to give one card, their best card, to the person who is third from top, and so and then and then you play, and then the order is then for the next round is decided by that order, and it, it sort of sounds complicated, but basically what it means is. Once you're at the top, it's easy to stay at the top. When you're at the bottom, it's hard to get off the bottom. Right. Yeah, that so does sound pretty, extremely confusing. So it's pretty much it's it's you know capitalism is sort of is I think what it's meant to be is is, is the idea is it all right uh, sort of feudal politics kind of thing, um, but uh, it it does does come give you a great sense of pleasure when you start at the bottom and you end up being in the royal family at the top, and suddenly people are giving having been giving your best cards away early on you've managed to beat the odds and make it all the way up to being successful. And then you get to see someone who was started off as king or queen and is now relegated to a uh, drunken idiot or something like that. Because you, you give them all titles as well. You give, uh, give them I like names. the titles, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get, and you, you know, depending on how many players you've got, if you've got six players, then you know, you just got king, queen, prince. Uh, uh, then you've got sort of like um, knight, peasant urchin or something like that you sort of go with you know, those <laughs> sort of th but then if you're going to get i think we we're playing with nine players and so obviously that meant there were there were three extra ranks in the middle oh yeah who didn't give or take cards um so but you know, were all, nevertheless sort of placed in in the order so yeah you had to sort of um work your way up quite a long way it's just a game yeah, that it was, it was, listeners may have heard of or is it a game that I don't is think only so. no, it's, it's, familiar to Richard it, and friends I have only ever heard of it once which is at this uh, at my friend's house um, I think they learnt it on a skiing holiday somewhere somewhere remote so I, somewhere remote so yeah if you, you may you may have played games similar to it it's one of those sort of games which I suspect does get sort of uh yeah, get will probably be brought out by someone at some kind of holiday where there is a bit of a communal spirit. I know that there. I was talking to some friends a while ago who went walking in Australia, and it was like a long, um, multi-day walk. Yes, and it's sort of it's, it's well-known multi-day walk, and they would uh, every night. Everyone would sort of gather. Everyone who's doing this walk would gather. You'd all make your own way on the walk and walk in sort of basically isolation from each other, yeah. just sort of enjoying the outback. And then, but then you'd all gather at the next campsite and they'd end up in sort of 15 player Uno games. Ooh, that sounds, um, 
So, you know, you do get some of these holidays where you do get quite communal card games. But, yeah, I think this one you need a lot of people to make it the most fun. Right, yeah, so that's um, not really feasible for most of us at the moment. Not really at the moment, unless you get on Zoom. True. Uh, in which but case, do you think in which you case, do that card games. I'm not sure that's yeah. Really, possible. I did, I did, I did try to do a uh, a roulette uh, night on Zoom for New Year's Eve. Oh, did you? And um, how did that go? Didn't go quite so well. Uh, no, I think it. I sort of put it out there fairly late on. Um, I think it was actually New Year's Eve when I posted it on Facebook, saying had the idea and posted it. Um, and I, I had a few people turning up, but it was mostly just for a chat. Oh, damn it. it well, your friends gonna... want to talk, not play. I know. I know that. Also, it's also quite difficult because uh, I've got to, first of all, explain how the betting process works in roulette. And then I've got to get them to tell me where to put the chips. So I've got to explain it really well so that they can tell me what to bet on for them. Yeah. Which gets really difficult, particularly as I also then... Like I can barely see the, um, the bays myself. Yeah, I mean, frankly, it does sound like a lot of effort. Um, and perhaps you'd yeah. be better off playing GeoGuessr. What is GeoGuessr? Uh, so GeoGuessr is an online game, and what it does is you get plonked in a. Your screen is. Actually, it's not. It's, I don't think it's very visually impaired friendly. Um, but you get plonked in a random spot of the globe um, on a path that Google Maps has recognised. Um, and Google Maps has this function where you, which allows you to look around an area. Um, so you basically have a certain amount of time to explore and then pinpoint on a, on a map exactly where you think you are. Okay, that is 100% one of the least yeah. <laughs> VI-friendly games I have ever heard of. Yeah. So as a blind guy, yeah, no, maybe maybe, maybe not. But that does also sound really awesome. It, it is Just, cool, yeah. I, 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 but I agree, that wasn't, that wasn't the most inclusive game. You basically get... It's like being sort of transported into a... Um, uh, like a drone somewhere and yeah just, uh, exactly like a, a, you suddenly you are r2d2 try and guess where you are exactly exactly and you know you can um try and spot number plates what side of the road they're driving on landscapes ah, yeah there, there are sort of there are there, there are tricks that people the people who are in the know tricks know what of the to go trade for. yeah tricks of the trade i actually where haven't have played it well i haven't played it oh, in lockdown okay. but um, I used to play it a lot and I'm thinking I should start playing it again because actually it's a very good lockdown game um, for those who cannot travel, i.e. everyone. Um, although a surprising number of people do seem to be travelling seeing as we keep talking about borders so much. Does that surprise you or not so much? Um, it does to a certain extent, but I think, uh, no, I think that there are there are reasons that people still need to travel. Yeah, but... Um, it's but not surely so much not about... so many reasons. Well, no, there there are still quite a lot of reasons for travelling. Um, I can't think of all of them right now, but you know, it means that, that there are people who are travelling and feel that they have to travel. Yes, um, well put. I don't think these. I don't think this is necessarily people who are coming back from holiday. No, these are people who who it's business trips. I imagine and. Possibly. Business trips, I, I don't think business trips probably shouldn't be, um, but there's a reason that we've got these travel corridors. Um, but yeah, I, th I feel like it it probably would be good to have since we're going into a lockdown, you know, th this this lockdown. I would say that we should we should really be having really tight controls over our border at this stage. Um, Wow, that's a political opinion that doesn't uh, often come through from Richard on this show. I yeah, I fairly in line with I, government I, with government policy, to be honest. I mean, they are bringing yeah. in the new uh, the new do a test within seventy two hours. Although uh, they've um, delayed that. They, yes, I saw I, that. I found that quite. I don't know exactly why, but I suspect it's probably to do with trying to get it set up, trying to get the processing. That is what they for... said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. trying to make sure that they, they can 
uh, check these tests and verify them or whatever um, so that people don't just turn up with a piece of paper that they printed off from Microsoft Paint uh, and <laughs> sort of saying, look, it's a document and it's you know got lots of calligra- calligraphy all over the place and they're like, uh, is that is that a thing? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We did mention uh, getting R2-D2 and plonking him down in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but uh, have you heard about the robot running rings around Milton Keynes? Uh, I have, and that was a well-put question, Richard. Um, Thank you very much. Because of what is inside the robot... Um, which was not as um, the recipient um, expected, wine or chocolate. It was, in fact, a wedding ring, which she was then proposed to with. Um, What a lovely story. Apparently, she loves robots, and in particular, these little bots, which apparently are going rampant all around. Well, rampant's not really the right word, because presumably they're only doing what they're told to do. Uh, not that they can really be told because they're not alive, FYI. Yeah. Um, but apparently they're really cute, according to her. And in fairness, they they are quite cute. Okay, I've I've got some questions about this, which is that uh, I mean I'm I'm sorry for these guys living in Milton Keynes, obviously, uh, but I almost want to go to actually Milton they Keynes. live just outside Milton Keynes. But anyway, we don't. Oh, okay, to go well to that, that that's that's uh, that's a relief. But um, <laughs> I I'm also just conf- like. Milton Keynes just has robots doing deliveries, apparently. Apparently that's just a thing Yeah, I don't know why I question, didn't question that. Yeah. No, that is... Uh, yeah. It's a bit, it's I mean, when we, when, we order, when, when we... If I order takeaway, I want C-3PO to be turning up to my door holding a stack of pizza boxes with uh, R2-D2 stood, you know, standing behind him holding the drinks in that little claw thing and then... Possibly, uh, sort of setting up a projection uh, of Princess Leia saying, "Richard Wheatley, pizza is your only hope." Um, yeah, pizza is your last hope. I, that's what that would be awesome. Like, what? What? But they, they have that. They they have robots delivering pizzas. That's that was just sort of thrown in as sort of yeah. So it was just a normal delivery bot who was repurposed for making a breading proposal. I'm like, yeah. wait, can we can we go back to the, the normal delivery? What what, what company get is using robots and why aren't they in London? It is surprising that it's only in Milton Keynes. Th- now that I'm thinking about it, though, and this is I'm someone who has never been to Milton Keynes. I passed through there on the train, but I'm well aware that that's not the same thing. Um, are you just being snide, or have you actually been there, Richard? Uh, I'm just being snide. I I have actually been there, and it it was quite nice but um is they they did also steal uh the Wimbledon football team which I have still not forgiven them for ah we we now have a new Wimbledon football team and I am proud of them uh but uh I still haven't forgiven MK Dons for stealing Wimbledon the original Wimbledon yeah but anyway sorry that's a fairly niche issue not, not yeah, it, it sort of is. Also, yeah. they've got concrete. They've got like concrete roundabouts and concrete roundabouts and concrete cows. Yes, well, that's what I was thinking. Well, perhaps that makes it easier for these little um, midget robots to um, to get around with. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Do they do they go on the ro- on the roads? Um. Well, perhaps Actually, the pavement. That's, that's something I don't know. I was just thinking Do... the pavement outside my house, uh, as loath as I am to criticise uh, public utilities. Actually, I'm not loath to do that. But um, it's pretty bumpy, and I think um, that the robots might struggle on it. Then again... That's actually a good point. What, yeah, does are, are these sort of disturbing uh, people in the on the pavements? Oh, they've got to go on the pavement at some point to you know just to get to the front door. But do they generally use? Do do they use roads? Uh, it's hard to say. Shall I Google it? 
Could yeah, go on. Google what, it. What are they called? I delivery robots. Delivery in Milton robots. Keynes? Milton Keynes. How do they this work? Is well, live. Whilst, yes. While it makes a delivery, the robot's compartment is locked so that no one can steal the food or tamper with it. When the service robot arrives at the destination, DoorDash sends a text message with a link. The recipient clicks the link to unlock the food delivery robot. Uh, so this is a brand called Starship Robot. And that is the one that the couple used, by the way. So or, although the woman wasn't robot. aware. But, so the man, actually, in fact. Um, but yes, you're right. I still haven't worked out how it, how it works. And are they going to? I tell mean, me? you you if if you can see a picture, are are they on wheels? Like, is it low down? Yeah, it's very low and it's on wheels. It's uh, it's like a flat. Um, how would I describe this? Um, it's about the size of maybe the thickness of of. Half a cafetiere. <laughs> um, okay. And... I mean, okay. So, okay. In that case, my my thoughts here are: yeah. one, mm. that's a danger to have on the road. <laughs> yes. Because no no one will be able to see it. It'll just get run over. Well, two, I think they may move on the pavement. I didn't assume that they were moving on the road. Well, well. Also, two. Yeah. How's it going to get onto the pavement? Like, it's going to have to. Delib- it's going to have to go around finding right. all all the. Um, May I just Wheelchair skim this? Access. Look, Starship, Starship robots are advanced devices that can carry items within a four-mile, that's six kilometres, radius. Well, actually, anyway. Um, new instant question delivery era. Maths. Yeah, I do question that maths as a runner, but anyway. Parcels, groceries and food delivered from the store. Blah, 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 blah. They move at a pedestrian speed and weigh no more than 100 pounds. Who's... Grams? Pounds? Yeah, they haven't translated that measurement, but anyway. They are inherently safe. They're not just safe, they are inherently safe. And they can navigate around objects and people. Although I'd like to see a fight between uh, me and one of these robots, and I'm sure it would struggle to navigate around me. But anyway. For security, the cargo bay is mechanically locked. Yes, we understand. The location of the robots is tracked, so you know exactly the location of your order and receive a notification at the time of arrival. I just... Yeah, do they go on the pavements or do they go on the roads? It hasn't said, has it? Still, I I do want my pizza to be delivered by robot. Well, I assume that they're presumably it's a flagship program in Milton Keynes, but perhaps not. Maybe not. We'll have to. Yeah. We're, Why only? We're kind of giving the giving them airtime uh, as, as as an app. Other. Uh, True, Amazon are also doing it. <laughs> oh, Amazon are also doing it. And oh, okay. they do lack publicity, so yes. I was going to say other uh, brands are available, but if the other brand is Amazon, then yeah, definitely go with Starship. Yeah. Um, what you can, This is an article that's come up, miltonkeens.co.uk. Watch, they're referring to a video, as delivery robot is rescued by teenager in Milton Keynes after getting stuck upside down. Byline. It's not yet known how the robot took a tumble. <laughs> this was the 4th of September 2020. It's well, or, the full well, line. I, I, I... It is not yet known how the robot took a tumble or if human interference was to blame. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely <laughs> that teenager is turning it the right way up after their friend turned it upside down. Yeah. That is that is what happened there. Yeah, and that um... is an article worth reading in full. I can... Uh... Assure readers, it's actually quite Excellent. a long article. Yeah. Star a, yeah. Sto- a spokesman for Starship said, "Sorry, this will be the end of this." The robots appreciate a helping human hand when they're in need. Anyone should feel free to contact email address if they see anything out of the ordinary. Thank you. That's an yeah. I love that. As I say, I I. When 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 a lady proposes to me, I want her to do it by robot. Good, and I'm sure that they'll have listened to the whole back catalogue if they're not yet already a listener yeah. to this show. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they, they 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 yeah. I 
suspect they are. I mean, most people are listeners to this show. This statistically that's likely. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, we get so many listeners. Yeah. It's basically yeah. guaranteed. It's astonishing, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, something I will say is this: this couple uh, clearly a uh, bit of a fairy tale ending for them, or well, you know, continuation. Well, hmm. But uh, have you heard about the the other fairy tale uh, r- romance, which is uh, currently in the media or has been in the media recently? Um. Yes, I I did watch this video. Um. Yeah, it's about. Um. I do find this quite weird. I feel like this is more your territory than my territory. I struggle to um. To be generous with my uh, thoughts towards this kind of arrangement, it's well, not okay. even the arra- it's mean... not even the arrangement. Okay, so this is the polyamorous couple, which, by the way, I, I don't have any problem with, but it's the fact uh, that they. I just want to say thruple. Thruple, thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually have a minor lisp, so I can't say that word very well. Um, ah. Yeah, I struggled to see stay th rather than f. So, ah, right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, if anyone knows how to sort that out, please uh, tweet me at Lucy Kenyon. Uh, although it doesn't really bother me. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so this, these people, uh, there are three of them. One of them identifies as a fairy, um, which she—it's not just her job as a fairy. She genuinely identifies as a fairy so much that she did so that she didn't want to tell Holly on Good Morning Britain um, when she had first discovered that she was a fairy. Um, and she lives with a troll, yep, a self-identifying troll, and a leprechaun, uh, also self-identifying as a leprechaun. And, yeah, so just to confirm my previous comments, no problem with polyamory, not for me, but fair enough, go for it. But I just can't, I can't quite, I just can't see how you can live your whole life yeah. as a fairy i'm sorry i just identifying, don't have any time for it I, I identifying as a fictional species is certainly a peculiar way to go yeah um, it just it it kind of grinds my gears the wrong way i don't no, like I, it I, I don't I, like this whimsical uh refusal to live in the real world no, I, I sort of understand that it does. It does sort of uh, people who actually have um, genuine forms of dysmorphia. Mm. It, it sort of goes a little bit. It sort of it. It does start to, uh, yeah. Pe- people who are sort of transgender or some something like that. Well, I can't think of anything other examples that would actually fit there. But if if there were people who have sort of identity. Um, issues or situations, or changes, it, yeah, or changes, or yeah, or yeah, it feels a bit odd to be then be sort of going, oh yeah, I also identify as a troll. Exactly, I think that's I that's another reason. I identify as right? a leprechaun. Yeah, it just seems it it just seems like a just seems like a bit of a a piece or star, star take, you know. But maybe that's unfair, and you know. Possibly, I don't know. It, it seems I, I very much, yeah. I, I'm very much of the opinion leave people to do what they want. Yes. Um, I've got friends who are in. No, I don't think I've got any friends who are in relationships quite that peculiar. I've got some friends who are in relationships which are certainly. Uh, not the standard relationship you would see on television normally, but mm. yeah. Well, I Actually, think many people's relationships differ to those seen in the media. Yes, but but identifying as uh, a troll, a fairy, and a leprechaun is is a step beyond what even my friends have managed so far. In fairness, it's I also it... I do think those things were unrelated, and I don't really know why they were presented in the media as as related. As you say, lots of people have unconventional relationship. Yeah, uh, and I've got know. multiple sort of. I've got. I'm friends with multiple polycules, as they're called, uh, poly- polyamorous relationships. Um, 
right are you i'm actually in fairness i don't think i am so um no uh, go for not a, a few... choice now I've got a few friends who who sort of choose to live with with polyamory as uh, part of their life, yeah. which is you know fair enough. Mm. Um, it's not as you say, not how I live, but that's that's fine. I think to be sort of identifying so strongly with the fact that you are a fairy, a troll, in a not not that you act as fairy troll. I mean, to be fair, the troll is six foot nine, so it's sort of fairly good casting. Um, uh, yes. But it just feels, yeah, it, it it feels a bit odd that you're sort of identifying that so strongly that, you yeah, know, this, this is not just sort of, uh, this was this was something that they brought on to, was it Good Morning Britain? Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah, seems a little odd. But, you know, uh, each to their own. Um, or each to two of their own. <laughs> nicely put. Nicely put. Um, but yeah, uh, just looking at what else there was in the news. Did you hear about the um, how Brexit uh, lost the lorry drivers their brunch? I did hear this. I'm not sure it was their brunch, their lunch or their breakfast. Um, but I felt I felt very sorry for these poor lorry drivers. Who's, I, it's unbelievable, actually. So their ham sandwiches were taken away by... Dutch officials at the border because meat is not allowed to be transported between countries. Is that true? Um, I think there are regulations now. I, I feel like it's slightly odd that... I'm, I'm slightly confused as to why it was done at the Dutch border. Mm. Um, I think to get from Britain to the Netherlands, I feel like that takes... Oh, well, no, I suppose if they you just... Can drive. They just... Well, you can drive, but I felt like you had to sort of go through multiple border checks before that point. Ah, possibly. It's not a journey I've ever taken. But it's possible that Eurostar might go all the way, and if they're... It does, yeah. No, no. Oh, no, no. It only goes as far as Brussels, doesn't it? Oh. In fairness, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. But, I yeah, basically I feel like lorry drivers have to go through multiple checks before they get there, so it feels odd that the Dutch I mean I don't quite understand this Dutch are normally the laid back people Dutch are some like some people I know who mm. are Dutch are some of those laid back people in the world they're they're like sort of the German version of Canadians um mm. well it, it does tell seem... you that stereotypes aren't true doesn't it yeah um although in my experience it is true of Canadians that they are just chill um but yeah, it just just it just seemed odd that they're sort of going. Yeah, no, sorry, no ham sandwiches. These, yeah. these sandwiches are not. They're 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 not. They're clearly not sort of being smuggled in for uh, any kind of profit or it, it's clearly personal use. Yeah, I mean they were literally in tinfoil, according to the article. And I think I think he uh, the the guard actually asked, "Are are these?" sandwiches uh do these sandwiches contain meat and he said uh some of them and the guard said can you take the meat out and he went, not really okay we'll take the whole sandwiches we take all the sandwiches yeah it's just surely Ham this is a rogue on. a rogue guard with too much power i think it was just a hungry guard possibly a hungry one yeah although eating other people's just... food is not too advisable um in coronavirus times in covid times possibly not uh, co uh, possibly, uh, that that wouldn't be a good plan. Um. I mean, talking of COVID times, mm -hmm. uh, I think you you brought this one to my attention uh, about how it almost broke serve. It almost what? Broke serve. Um. Break breaking serve. Why don't I understand that? Sorry. I I don't. Uh. Breaking serve is from a is a is a term used in which sport? Tennis. Yes. COVID nineteen and tennis. Uh, okay, you sent me you sent me this article. No, I uh, think that about. Was, I don't think that was me. Okay. But sorry, That's curious. I... It. Oh, okay. Is this about? Uh, 
I've read it. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is really rubbish recording for me. I just don't remember. I'm sorry. No. So this is this is the story that, uh, and hang on, I'll just get the names up. Um, Dennis, uh, Dennis Cudler, and I love the name Cudler. Uh, Dennis Cudler got his COVID nineteen test, a positive COVID COVID nineteen test, when he was six four five three up in a an Australian open qualifier this is obviously tennis um so he only had he was they were they were midway through a game uh which if he won he would move on to the next round um he got the covid-19 test saying that he he was positive the umpire said they had to finish the game he won that game qualified for the next round but was disqualified for having uh, because he had COVID-19. If he had lost that game, the other guy would have gone to being... Uh, it would have been... 6-4-5-4. Four, four, and the other guy would have just won the match two sets to love. Because uh, Dennis would have been disqualified at the end of the game. But yeah. he couldn't be disqualified mid-game. Oh my god. You're you're right. I did send you that article. <laughs> um, yeah, that is shocking, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I that, can't believe that they played the they ever played. They started playing the game before they'd got the results. Yes, this is it. This is what's getting me. Is like they carried they started the game with results te- pending, and the fact that they've now got two players, I think, in that event who have tested positive. Um, which yeah means that. People are getting buys and stuff, you know, free passes through to the next round, etc. But this guy, if he had won that, the, the guy he was playing against, uh, Elliot uh, Ben uh, Ben Chetris, Elliot Ben Chetris, uh, he he lost that last game. If he hadn't lost that, if he just won that one game, yeah, he would have. That, that game was worth the entire match. That game was basically the whole match came down to one game, which the whole point of the way tennis is set up means it should never come down to one game. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's not like football, is it? It it never gets to being a sort of a sudden death situation. It's got to be you've got to win by two clear points or two clear games. Yeah. Uh, the closest is when you get a tiebreaker where you have to win by two clear points. But you can't, you know, there isn't a, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, so that, that, was, that was quite an interesting one. So it, it made it all hang in the balance for a very short period of time. Um, and as you say, I don't quite know why they were playing with the COVID test pending. Don't quite know why they had to, they couldn't stop mid-game. No. Uh, I mean, they were going to stop mid-set. Yeah. Why not stop mid-game? Um, also, just to rub salt into the wound... Uh, ben Chetris now has to isolate because he may have been a close contact. Oh, of course. Even though they're not necessarily that close, but yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you, you sort of feel like if if it's a dangerous thing for them to be that close, then why did you carry on after they had got the test back? <laughs> it is just it is unbelievable that story. I just the it just makes no sense. You just think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit odd. A little bit odd. Talking of a little bit odd. Who's being hailed as a hero of the hill? Uh, This is about... Capital Police Officer Eugene Goodman. It is. Um, who listeners may have seen, um, may have seen on on a video on video footage. Um, yeah, he's one of one of the good guys. He is one of the good guys, uh, as per his name, which is very appropriate. Um, and yeah, he basically single handedly kind of prevented a mob from coming up the stairs. And actually, the photo, he happens to be. Uh, a black American, um, and there's this photo of him, like warding off 
the mob um and they have you know t-shirts with the confederate flag on them and things yeah and it's it's so- it's so obviously this is this is uh during last this is last week when the uh the the riots happened at Capitol Hill and uh it's being called insurrection it's being called all sorts of things but uh definitely this was this was uh an an armed mob uh attacks the Capitol Hill the Capitol building on Capitol Hill in America the US building with uh, I believe both houses, it's the Senate and Congress, and they were in the process of confirming that Joe Biden would be the next president. Um, Donald Trump held a rally nearby. He had previously said, everyone go to Capitol Hill on this day. Yeah. And he gave a speech sort of saying, we will never surrender. We will We will keep fighting to the end. Um, and even then we'll carry on fighting afterwards. And then this mob went from his rally to Capitol Hill. They broke in. Uh, They pushed their way past the police. Some police may not have been particularly heavy in resistance. Um, Yeah. And they they, they went in. There there, there have been photos of... There was a, a video that someone recorded while sat in Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet up on her desk. Um... And various sort of things like that happened. He then uh, five people died. Yeah, uh, I think it's now six things. actually. Six is it? Yeah, it's shocking, obviously. Which is is incredible. And the they, the mob were approaching the, I think it's the Senate chamber, and this on on the footage, this policeman looked one way, saw at the the door looked back at the mob and deliberately being a black man uh, went up and shoved the guy in the lead the leader of this sort of mob this armed mob of white supremacists and then having pushed the guy in in the front ran off in a different direction up another flight of stairs yeah leading so and basically he did that so the, the whole group you know chased him yeah, so, so it and is so brave. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, I, I believe they, they didn't mention him being caught or anything. So I, I think he is. He, he was fine, but uh, that armed mob were heading for the Senate chamber, and he managed to sort of lead them off in the wrong direction. Which, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, as you say, brave. He, apparently, he's also a a, a a a a vet. He's as in a veteran from uh iraq wars is he um yeah but yeah so he's a former soldier turned policeman and yeah uh, eugene goodman as you say good man <laughs> uh, obviously uh slightly more recent updates to the situation in america we've got uh donald trump has now been impeached for a second time he has yes making history i believe Yep, first time anyone's ever been impeached twice as president. And uh, I don't think he will... So what this means, being impeached is basically when the House of Representatives decides that you are accused. Yeah. Uh, so what, what would now happen would be that he would go to the House... They would go to the House of Senate, uh, the, to the Senate, which would be where he would stand trial. But the Senate doesn't sit until the 19th of January, which is the day before President yeah. Biden uh, takes office. So I don't know how that's going to work. I suspect he will be tried after he has left office, which sort of has a bit of... A, it does have a little bit of a feeling of, we gotcha. Yeah, I think it does, yeah. Of, Some people are saying it, it's, what's the point? But there is a lot of point to it. Um, yes. It means he can't run in 2024. Correct. Not that, although people have been saying that, but then I did think I couldn't really imagine him sticking around for four more years and then running again in 2024, but who knows? I think it's more likely his son might um, run for. Interesting either. one. But anyway, 
Uh, and it would also mean he doesn't get his pension. Really? Yes, which apparently would I be mean, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know sounds like a lot, but when you compare that to the sort of money that uh, Donald Trump has, I know there's a big thing about him not being quite as rich as people as he says he is, but he's still plenty rich and yeah. probably. Yeah, I think he was earning significantly more than £200,000 uh, $200, a year when he was nine years old. Um, and his How's father was giving him pocket money. Um, yeah, well, there there are sort of things to do with taxes that mean you, know, you can give money to children and stuff. And, or oh, pay that your wasn't children a joke. A salar- no, if you, if you pay your children a salary, then you can actually... There, there are sort of things like that. Um, tax loopholes. I don't know the details of this. This is definitely more my father's expertise, being an accountant. Um, but I know that there are things like that, and I, I Donald Trump, um, sort of his, uh, his trust fund or whatever it was or something like that, was meant there. There was something which meant that as president he was earning less than he was when he was a child. Yeah. Mm. All right for some. Um, yeah. But yeah. But as you so say, it's now... also very symbolic. It is, yeah, it's sort of symbolic at this stage. Uh, yeah, I think the first impeachment was really the Democrats playing to their base. It was Democrats playing politics. I don't think it was a very good move on their part. It was never going to work. It was never going... He was never going to get convicted. Because what happened... So the... Really? Congress has to, the Congress has to vote, um, and it's a majority that decides to impeach or not. So you know, fifty one percent. Yeah. The Senate has to be two thirds in favor of convicting in order to successfully convict the president. So, and the House of Senate at the time was controlled by Republicans. So it was a very, very, very easy victory for um, right. Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. Now, the partly the, because the numbers in the Senate are changing, we've it's now going to be officially controlled by uh, the Democrats, and which isn't enough to sort of mean that Democrats could convict him just on their own. Mm. But there are also Ten senators. Ten Republicans have yeah. said, come out and said, they openly said, we will be, we are open to the idea that he should be convicted. Um, yeah. But then there are also questions about, you know, as you say, this is late on in the day to be doing it. What's the point in convicting him after the fact? Uh, after, you know, you, you, you can, can we, can we convict him when he's not in office anymore? Um, so there'll be people who are asking questions like that. So I don't know. There's, there's there's a good chance he might get convicted this time, but it's not certain. Whereas before, it was just never going to happen. Yeah. So it's just it was just a, a pointless exercise. Uh, it was just political point scoring. But this one is that it might actually happen. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> craziness. It is totally crazy. And do you think there'll be any more violence? Uh, I suspect there... I, I wouldn't want to say there won't be more violence. I hope there isn't. Mm. Um, yes, but I, I suspect there will be. I mean, there there has been violence. Um, white supremacists have been violent on multiple occasions throughout Donald Trump's presidency. And they've been violent on multiple occasions before his presidency. I don't think they're going to stop now. Yeah, I think you're right. The problem hasn't gone away. Then they're not going to sort of go. Okay, it's all over. We 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 lost. Never mind, uh, and quit. They they are going to be violent again at some point. Whether it's you know at a Donald Trump rally, whether it has any, whether they still sing his name and chant his name, I don't know. But they'll find reasons. They probably will. Yes, but let's hope it doesn't end in any more deaths. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And on that happy note, uh, it is the end of the show. Uh, ah. That does bring us the end of the does bring us the end of the show. The end so of the, who won well, the quiz? quiz? 
Yeah, you did. Ah, well, great. Well done, me. Yeah, Even yeah, you did. Even though I forgot uh, an article that I'd sent to you. Um, this yeah, week, I think you but might... anyway. Yes, I, I did find that rather amusing, the fact that uh, uh, there was a point... I was so I confident started... that it wasn't me. Well, <laughs> there, there was, there, yeah, there was actually part of me that was going, hang on, has she, has she been hacked? <laughs> has someone just... Because it was, definitely came from your... Like, yeah. it was, you know, Lucy posted this article uh, to uh, a WhatsApp feed, and I was like, uh, I... I'm... <laughs> I know it was you. Why? Why are you lying? Uh, no, but it turns out you you have not been hacked. That someone did not hack your phone know, deliberately to post memory. an interest to so, just to post an interesting article to a WhatsApp group that I was in, so that uh, I could talk about it on the show. Um, I think mean, that's very helpful hack. Yeah. Very helpful hacking. Breaking news: Andy be... Murray has tested positive for coronavirus ahead of the Australian Open. Uh. Sorry, that is he's never going to play. Yeah. That is not breaking. Yeah, sorry, that's yesterday's news. Oh, yesterday's news. Oh, yeah. right, okay. You get me? Yes. I I, I get you. Okay, oh. that wasn't... <laughs> so I, I'm not used to you saying, you get me. Um, yeah, it's a bad habit. I'm... Yeah, I, I feel like you've been watching a bit too much uh, Ali G. Uh, can confirm that's not true. Um, that's not true so i don't have a good excuse you're just you're just a bit more gangster do you do any of your housemates say you get me um no but Where i, I do have it up from? well i do have friends who who use it um right. uh grotesquely often grotesquely often that was sorry i didn't, I didn't pronounce very well because i'm a gangster <laughs> That's just how because you're a gangster. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is uh, she. You. You are one of the uh, wolves of Wimbledon. You're the uh, the Putney Patrol. Uh, the, the, uh... <laughs> those real names. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just making up. I'm just making up. Uh, Chase Chelsea Smilers. Uh, Southwest London. Uh, gangster names. <laughs> yeah. If you have any, please tweet them in at the Richard. Do you have Twitter? Uh, I I do, but may as well just use less. Yeah, tweet tweet them to uh, this is Riverside. Uh, oh, do yes. Yeah, at this is Riverside. Yeah. Um, we'd love to see them. We would. Awesome. On that much happier note, uh, it does bring us to the end of the show. Uh, the end of the quiz. You win, and uh, we will be back with you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Friday Week is produced and presented by me, Richard Wheatley. It starred Lucy Kenningham as a special guest and was a blindingly obvious production for Riverside Radio. Riverside Radio.